You can catch me up at the ales. You can drink them by the flagon. But the only food for the craven too comes from the green dragon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and I have here with me today, David. Greetings. Jeremy. Hello, Matt. And Kylie. Hey. Also, hello, listeners. Hello, everybody. Or listener. Hello, everyone listening. Well, one person probably at least. You'd hope. Well, I'm well, just trying to work out how many you, people... Matt, listen- since you edit the episodes. Yeah, I'm going to listen to at least this part and probably most of the other stuff before I give it back to Jeremy to send it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Let's so get what, into it. What are we doing? What are we talking about today? Um, as David would put it, FQ&As. FQ&As. Is that right, David? Facts, questions, answers, whatever Facts, you want. questions, answers. I've never heard it put quite that way, but we are talking about um, FAQs or something along those lines. Frequently asked questions, I believe, is the generally accepted acronym. Yeah, which basically means that, that at least one person has asked them or they believe someone would have asked it because they've realized afterwards or we didn't write that particularly well. Yeah. And it's a way of saying, you know, if you've already, uh, if you're asking a question, check there first. That's always a good place to look. And frankly, everyone should read the FAQs. You should have a. It's as important as the rest of the rules, to be honest, because something's going to come up eventually. And if you have just something in the back of your mind saying, "I feel like I've heard about this situation before," something about it, then you know where to check. You know where to look. So. Let's get into it. Let's get right. So what we're going to be talking about specifically is the newest stuff that's come out in December of last year. So December 2016. We are right on top of this. We current are. events. Current events. <laughs> cutting edge. Here it is. Breaking news. These are the current FAQs. Fingers crossed they haven't got a new FAQ by the time this episode's released. Uh, you never know. I mean, in fact, uh, okay, so cur- behind the curtain a little bit here, we, <laughs> this is, yeah. We uh, attempted this previously, and we accidentally grabbed the FAQ changes before these ones, because previously they'd been uploaded to the Black Library website, and the newest ones are now back on the GW website, so uh, we spent about 45 minutes talking about older FAQs before we realized. That's why I'm getting this really weird feeling of deja vu. Yeah, hey, I, I get it now. That's probably I, I don't think we should use we for that, Matt. I think that, it, that's not fair. It was me. It, I, I think it was 100% my fault, actually. I, I directed us there first, and then, I mean, none of us picked it up, but at the same time, I think I was the one who said, yeah, that I'm pretty sure That was the most embarrassing part to, after about, what was it, 40 minutes, 50 <laughs> yes. minutes to go, wait a second. Hang on. I'm sure <laughs> they changed this back. Yeah, yeah it, it was the Hurl one where we picked it up. We're like, no, I'm pretty sure. We're going to be talking about that, of course, because it has changed. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that let's when we talk get about there. That. Let's, let's so, close these curtains and yeah, let's get yeah, back to professional. Yeah. Someone thought we were professional. Now you've yeah. just ruined it for them. No, I've, I've destroyed everything. The entire it, it wasn't the 100 extra points I gave to my army list in the previous episode. This this is where I really go nuts. We are just amateur hour right here. We're going to lose our four listeners now, Matt. <laughs> Consider this a warning to the people. Check the... Date of issue on your FAQ or your FQA, whatever you're using, check the date of issue. Very important. Good. So, in fact, since then, uh, the There and Back Again FAQs have also come out for that book. And some of them were really, really good and really handy. So, it's kind of a blessing in disguise that we kind of screwed up before. Because now we can talk about those at the same time as we talk about the other FAQs that came out in December. So, let's get off to it. Let's start. Kylie, do you want to read out the first uh, piece of errata, I think, from An Unexpected Journey? No. No? You said if I want, so I don't particularly want to. All right, don't do it then. David, go ahead. Okay, so we're on page 69, Weapons and War Gear section, under Spears. Change the second sentence of the second paragraph to the following. A spear arm model can contribute an attack if it is in base contact with a friendly model that is engaged in a combat. 
All right, so we went and looked at what this is actually changing, and it's just clearing up any confusion. The spear-armed model is not part of the fight. They're yep, simply yep. contributing attack. That's it. Yep, yep. So they don't count as part of the fight. Which means, can you just, like, fire a bow and then do spear stuff? I think that's also somewhere in the FAQ. Oh, let's have a, <laughs> yeah, let's have a look at that. Maybe yeah. I'm jumping the gun here. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that okay. was in the main rules. Maybe. Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah. I think it's under spear supporting. I should read the rules. Anyway. At the same time. On to the next one. Page 73. The ring wearing the ring. Add the following to the end of the paragraph. Should a model put the ring on whilst mounted, then their mount will panic and throw the rider. The rider must take a thrown rider test. Now, I didn't know about this. We were talking about Isildur not that long ago, and I was saying, yeah, he's so brutal. I remember one time he charged through my lines on a horse, and everyone's just like, you can't do that anymore. Like, what? Since when? I, I didn't realize it had only been a couple of months that, since that's been the case. So that's a pretty interesting little nerf, specifically to Isildur, I think. And Bilbo and Pony. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Bilbo and Pony which is Which is well. a good, cheap way of getting the rings. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. Look, it's... I think people missed the point on this one where we're getting lots of people saying, oh, it's a nerf to Numenor. But if that was your tactic, if your tactic was to put a ring on a whole horse and then charge through, you're probably missing the point of the story and, and what's going on. There's no way that would have happened with how the ring works in Tolkien's universe. So it's, it was clearly an oversight. Initially, Asildur didn't have a horse and eventually got one and then they didn't work out how it interacted with the ring properly. So it's fine. I play Numenor. It's still going to be fine. It just means if you want to do your ring stuff, you have to get off your horse. You can, still do do. Tr- you can still do tricky things with your horse too, or move 10 inches, dismount yep. into combat, put on the ring, and then beat the living crap out absolutely, of whatever. Absolutely, absolutely. But once you've so. got the ring on, you're no longer riding around on a horse, which makes sense because people see the horse. Yeah, it, it does make sense. Like the idea of that in invisibility, the, the fact that you're able to move through models, the point of that is the person wearing the ring or the hobbit or whatever should be like sort of sneaking their way through gaps and I like getting around people, not charging through with a horse. through models anymore. Didn't they take that yeah, away? Yeah, no, you yeah. can't move through models. I don't know where you're getting that from. That was, oh, that was they the used last to be able to. The they took yep. that away well, as well. I need to play with the ring it, more often, apparently. It's literally just a batsman thing now. Oh, and prevent from charging. That's yeah, also yeah. pretty good. Right, yeah, the courage tests, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's like yep. stupidly awesome. The ring is still fantastic, and you get a choice. You don't have to put it on. So if you want to put a silver on a horse, still do it. It's fantastic. It means you can get him where he wants to be. It means he can get the charge, and then when you're in trouble with fight, you dismount, put the ring on. So. Or can you still put the ring on while you're in combat? No. I don't think so. I, I think, think it's part that. of your movement now. Yeah. We'll have to, have to check it out. These, these are actually old rules. These yeah, are like yeah. five-year-old rules that we're getting wrong. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Sorry. I, can the rules can change quite a, a model to put the ring on? Yes. yes. I think so, yes. Brilliant. Yeah, you know, that's been always the story because that's what the ring race used to do is say, put the ring on and, and people would, would get scared right from the weather top. You know that, David. Yeah, but they might have changed that on us as well. I've kind of lost track. Okay, so the next FQ&A. It's catching on. I know. I can't get it out of my head now. Um, is Again, with the ring, uh, it is a change to the invisible rules on page 73. Add the following sentence to the end of the second paragraph. As this is not actually a test of a model's courage, models that automatically pass courage tests, such as those with the bodyguard special rule or those under the effect of the fury magical power, must still take this test with their base courage. Yep. Good. Yep. Very I've good. Got no idea who that affects, but great. Uh, bodyguard. Guard. Any bodyguard models. Anything Fury. with Fury. Oh, Fury. to charge the ring. Yeah. To charge the ring better. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a big change. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, because yeah. that was the real downside of the ring was Fury. Fury just killed the ring. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it meant, meant nothing. Yeah, no, that's a really good change. I like that. Well, that, that easily makes up for not having a horse on it. Cause that's... Especially because you get the minus one penalty from further and further away. And yeah. That actually now makes a difference. Even oh, the yeah. big heroes. Like... It's really tough to charge the ring bar to spot him. Yeah. But that... it wasn't before because of that. You're right. Because of the bodyguard and the other one. Because that's right, yeah. like when I ran it, that's what I found. Most people had some sort of courage buff. Oh, look, that... I have a Citadel Guard on a horse yes. from yep. 10 inches away. I'm just going to charge you. Now, if you're taking doing the same thing, you're now taking what? A minus nine courage test from courage I'll three. Past that. Yeah. I've got no problems. <laughs> hi, Triple Erkin Brand. No uh, Erkin Brand says hi. <laughs> <laughs> Most armies, because courage is so important, most armies were building in ways of dealing with courage just normally. So when they encountered the ring bearer, they're like, I care yeah. not. Yeah, not a problem. Okay, so plus and minus to the ring, that's fine. All good. All right, page 79 Magical Powers, Fortify Spirit. Change the second paragraph to read The caster can target either themselves or a friendly model within range. While this power is in effect, the model rolls two extra d6 when making resist tests. These extra dice do not reduce the model's will store and can be rolled even if they have no will remaining or choose not to expend any will. This spell may affect multiple targets at the same time if successfully cast in subsequent turns. So I'm not sure exactly what this has changed. Does someone want to... What's changed here is the magical power used to specify it only worked on the caster or a model in base contact with the caster. Then whenever they gave the spell Fortify Spirit to a, to a model in the game, they gave it range. So you had a range six spell on Galadriel that could only be cast on herself. It's like, are you more than six inches away from yourself? I feel like it might be range 12. Range 12, range six. It's a distance. All right, so essentially they've given range to the spell, which is, yeah, it's probably a good thing, yeah. uh, It it would have been something you'd have to set up before battle was really joined in the past. There's a few things in the game that rely on you being in a base contact for, and they always feel a bit strange. I feel like a range would be better across the board than some of those things. Like, um, I think someone like Bomber giving a will back, doesn't he have to be in base contact? Well, yes, but he can do it at any point during his move. Yeah, it so just feels like weird. you move in, yeah. base contact, and you move out. It's, it's kind of okay. The ones that are really weird is like Oin's healing herbs. Yeah. You have to be in base contact, and Oin can't move either. So you literally have to have the model you're trying to heal Already in base contact with Oin, ready to go. So or, well, basically backs up into Oin, yeah. which is it's, funny it's, for a healer, isn't it? To like, bring me the sick. Come over here. Come on. I'll heal you. Come over here. Come closer. My leg's broken. No. Walk to me and I'll heal you. It really should just be doesn't fight in the fight phase. Yeah, yeah something else. Something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but mm. I, I, if they were just all ranges, it would be simplified, wouldn't it? Oin oh, would yeah, be yeah. fine if it had a three-inch range. Yeah, yeah just something a, simple. Just straight up. I, I think it's, it's, it's okay, but it just feels a bit weird. So I, I like that. Having range on these powers, it feels much more intuitive. All right, so the next errata is simply about Thraw, but this actually got changed in there and back again anyway, so we don't really need to talk about it. Essentially, he's got the shield, he has defense knife. Yeah, in case you're not running that book, in case you've got just the old book, you need to use this. Otherwise, grab a new one. Okay, so now we get into the actual uh, questions. So, question one. Normally, if a model is engaged with an enemy model, it cannot move in that move phase. But what happens if one of the models is killed before the end of the move phase? For example, good has priority. A warrior of Minas Tirith, TM, charges an orc. In the evil player's move phase, they use a ring wraith to cast black dart on the warrior of Minas Tirith, killing him. That one's not trademarked. No. What? Okay. You only need to trademark the first no, instance. No, that's, that's, no, they have to trademark every instance. Really? Yeah. yeah I, okay. Can the orc then make its move as the move phase is not yet over? Page 21. The answer is yes. As the orc is now free to move, it may do so. And I believe this is a complete heel turn on the previous ruling. Entirely possible. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it was is the previous ruling used to say that the rule book was wrong. And now it's saying, basically going back and saying, the ruling that we made that made the rule book wrong 
is now right. In other words, you can now play the rules as written. Yeah, that's okay. a much better way I feel of like we're it. adding to the confusion here. What it means is something like if you're an evil player and you've got a throwing weapon, you can charge into something that's already engaged and then randomize and kill something. And if you happen to kill the good model it's engaged with, you end up getting an extra movement. You can basically free up your models. So it adds a whole new layer of tactics there that you didn't have before. Also things like blasting models out of combat. Yeah. Core yeah. winding out of models out of combat. Channeled nature's wrath. Kill all the enemies, then your guys oh, yeah, can yeah. pick the, on the guys who yeah. are down. The strength hit. Because even if they're prone, they're still engaged. So you wouldn't get to do that. You'd have to kill the model. And yeah. there's there's limited things that can do that. I'm thinking some spells, throwing weapons. Um, what else? Impaler hits with, with camels. Any yeah. kind of impact hits. Yeah, impact Remax, hits. Stampede, yeah, yeah, yeah. Slam Gorgoth beast. Gorgoth beast. Slam Ooh, from the, um, the, the, uh, troll brute. the new troll brute. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Bats running over the top of people going Ooh. pluck, pluck, pluck. <laughs> that's that's a not a bit. Oh, no, that's unengaged, isn't it? Oh, is yeah, it, it is. It is. Yes. I think yes. it is. Yeah. So. If, a, if the Goblin King charged over his own goblins, it could free up the good models. Things like that. Ooh. Mm, yeah. Good point. All right. So there's a wide range of instances where that might be the case. Which will probably never happen, but <laughs> they, they're fun to think about. <laughs> I, I'm sure it has happened at least once or twice before, and I just have been like, whatever, you know. <laughs> it's a frequently fun. asked question. It has to have happened at least twice. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Anyway, anyway. Someone look. has to have asked the question. <laughs> it's printed. It makes I, sense. I just want to say as well, I think there's going to be a few cases of this where they're sort of going back on previous rulings because it's just added more confusion. People are like, why? Why did you do it that way? And they've yes. gone backwards on it. So good. 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 They're listening. Great. The next question. Can you rotate slash spin one of your models in your opponent's can I, room can I read or the answer shoot this, Matt? phase? Can you I read the answer? Can, I, I think this is, this is my favorite answer. No. No, you can't. You can't rotate it. Can't rotate. No. Um, I can only imagine people doing that to take some sort of advantage of saying, oh, no, my model's in the way. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. And um, like if, exactly it, if you have a model that's actually two-dimensional, like the, the mouth of Sauron, you can oh, rotate right. it to the point where he wouldn't be able to see you at, all. at all. You can't see it at all, so you can shoot right through it. Warriors are another good culprit of that as well. They have very thin bodies that if you turn a yes. particular way, you can actually hide them behind an end's leg. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, Not that I've done that before. I remember quite a while back, people actually using this as a tactic and saying, right, it's the shoot phase. Get down, have a look at line of sight. And they'll say, yeah, I got a clear shot. And they'll say, oh, hang on a sec. Turn him sideways a little bit. Now one of his arms is behind another model. Okay, you have an in the way. And, and you know, that was a thing and it was within the rules, unfortunately. Really? I've never, I don't recall that happening. It probably I, happened. I I, I'm sure remember. I read about it on an online forum or oh, something. online. I hate people Years online. ago, years ago, like a I saw someone ago. once do it with a cavalry model in particular because the cavalry models are fairly long and kind of overhanging yeah, that would the bases. Be a, yep. Turn it so the cavalry model's head was now behind a door or a wall or something like that and claim the in the way, blocking the two shots that were going at them. And like, yep. That's so really not cool. I've got an additional question on this. Something like a crossbow, where if you move the model, you cannot shoot. Can you spin the model? Uh, in your own shoot phase? Yes, yep. in your own move phase. So just say I've got a, I've got a wall of Urukai crossbows and they're all looking at the back of each other's heads, for example. Mm-hmm. And I want to turn them so they can look at something else. Am I okay to just spin them on their base during their move phase? Unengaged yeah, models. It's dodgy as all hell, but... Uh, that doesn't count as movement, does it? No, it doesn't. And it's dodgy. And it's legal. And I could do it with Corsairs, couldn't I? Mm-hmm. Because they're You'd be walking... If the, uh, I can do it with Corsairs... How much are their heads actually going to move, though? Because that's where you're looking degrees. at line of sight from. It's like... No, I'm thinking more for things like the um, the crossbowmen, the, the shields that they've got on the... Um, what difference does that make? Yeah, it might make a difference for people firing behind them. Yeah, if the enemy gets behind you, you want your shields between you and the enemy. Very important, that. Uh, Wargear doesn't block line of sight. No. Bodies do, though. Yeah. Bodies do. Bodies do. Yeah, you can, Look, you can you, still. Essentially, in your own move, 
You can rotate models. Yep. Think about the situation where there's that banner bearer and you can see it through the combat if you get to a certain angle because everyone's fighting in front of it and you just want that clear shot. You might be able to do it, especially with some of those models that are leaning forward because you could significantly rotate, move them so that you could get that line of sight. I, I don't mind that because sort of you can imagine the, the guy yeah. firing, yelling yeah. out, out of the way, haven't taken a shot. You know? Yeah. Okay. No, no that's fine. Yeah. Look, I don't mind it either. I was just wondering. I wanted to clear that up and and make sure that is. So you just can't do it basically outside your own movement phase. Exactly. It's out. It's out your own. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Shoot. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's all, isn't it? Oh no, there's another nine pages. Nine pages plus another. Okay. Four from the newer FAQ. Yes. If a model's base cannot fit through a gap in terrain, however, in reality, that model would be able to fit through that gap, such as a cavalry model moving through a gate or a spider moving through two trees. Can that model move through as normal? The answer is, technically no, as its base will need to fit through in order for it to move. However, if it is obvious that a model could move through the gap, even though its base will not allow it, then you and your opponent are free to agree that this is possible. In fact, we would encourage you to play this way. That's an interesting one. I I worry about that one. Um, (laughs) That is concerning. I've had that one happen a few times with things like spiders, where you get a massive spider on a huge base. And people will just say, oh, I'm just going to move through this, this very small, like smaller than a 25 mil base. Like, I'm going to go through here. And you go, no, the, the base doesn't fit through there. And they go, oh, yeah, but the spider could. And it's sort of like, uh, and things like up walls. Because like a spider could go on walls in real life. They could mm. go up the side. I think the, the actual terrain piece where this entire rule has come from is the Citadel Ruins, like the new Ruins of Osgiliath with the archway in the, in the middle. Yeah, That is big enough. For a um ca- a infantry model, but just quite too small for a cavalry model. It's like two millimeters. Yeah, tiny. Yeah, just off for a cavalry model to fit through, and I think that's where it's coming from. Because the yeah, first time so. you play on that ruin, it's not obvious. I have tried to send cavalry models through there, got up to it, and gone, "Oh, oops, hmm, we're out of position now because we can't fit through this archway." But yeah. the problem is that if you're negotiating during game, it turns into a like one person's going to get an advantage from it. And that's where I have I have issues with this sort of agreeing, like during the game. I think if you're going to do this sort of stuff, you need to talk about it before the game and just say, okay, these gaps, how are we going to play them? Um, I don't think it should ever be between two models. I think that's a real worry because those models are guarding that space. If you suddenly say, well, my, my cavalry model could easily fit through here, even though the base can't, that's that's a real worry. So, Oh, no, I agree. I don't think that's what they're suggesting. No, I think it has to be terrain. I think you have to, like, I know they say encourage you, but... It's technically no. It's technically a no. no. Yeah, so talk about it before the line. game and talk about, like, if you're on a board and you even worry about this, talk about these archers say, can an infantry model fit through there? Yes, no. Can a cavalry model fit through there? Yes, no. Can a monster fit through there? And if you just go through that at the start of the game, there's no issue during the game. Everyone yep, knows. Absolutely. Can you just see the negotiations? Sort of your model gets the archway and you're like, will you allow me to pass through? The opponent goes, what's in this for me? You go, my archers will refrain from shooting this turn. And your opponent goes, this is tempting. However, I want that guy to shoot to that combat. And you go deal and through your war riders ride. But can you imagine a situation where someone's set up where they think they're safe from something like Azog and the White Warg going through and because it's a 50 mil base instead of a 40 and you just go, oh yeah, but it's just a Warg. He'll fit. Um, that's a pretty big negotiation. You don't really want that to be mm-hmm. someone comes along randomly, the, the tournament organizer comes along and says, oh yeah, sure, he can go through and then... There goes your whole plan. No, you're so, right. And I think that's where the technically no in fact, comes in. I actually in got burnt by this at the recent tournament that we went to up in Clash where we had exactly the same thing. My opponent was assuming that because of this FAQ ruling, they could move Bard on horse through a gap. And I was assuming that it could not. And my entire plan was hinging yeah. on this, not being able to move through. And it got ruled against me. And I just went, 
Okay, now a six might bard is now in combat with me. Yeah, no, this I don't like clear. this. I don't like this ruling at all. I, I don't, I don't just, like where this is. Just to make it clear, no. I think that's where the technically no comes into it. At the end of the day, you have the right to say, no, it can't fit. Yeah. That's it. That's the end of the discussion. Yeah, no, I, and I, I do encourage you to talk before the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. if you've got terrain piece you always play on, make, make a house room for it. It's easy enough to do it and just say that this door is for infantry to walk through, but not cavalry. Yeah. Yeah. Easy to do. Yeah. If you're playing at home, yeah, make it clear. Always. Easy. But it's always a tournament. It's always it's always high stakes, isn't it? It's it always is. a big it thing. It always you... seems to be like you never worry about it when it's a small no, thing. No, you just go, Oh yeah, sure, you don't can care. Through but there. it's when, when the mortal it. troll comes through a gap that the base doesn't fit through and says, Right, I'm gonna come at your leader now for the end of the game kill because yeah. we've only got three turns in because of yeah. the time limit. And then everyone draws their swords and <laughs> Yeah, that's right, <laughs> yeah. that's right. And the organizer the just problem. comes and says, Okay, which person do I like better? You get the ruling. Congratulations. Yeah. I've seen it. Quite clearly, it's a mortal troll. Quite clearly, it's a mortar troll. There is no terrain piece in the game on the average board that would be able to stop a mortar troll coming through. Therefore, I should be able to fit through anything, right? I know. That's the same spider rule as well. And I've, I've had people want to move a spider through a millimeter gap because it can climb up walls. Yeah. And Have you seen Huntsman? They can go through anything. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. The bases are, are important in the game. They actually mean something. So be careful. So, yeah, I would sum it up by saying if you're the person who has an opponent who is trying to move through the gap, you have the right to say no, but feel free to say yes if it's not all that important and you don't mind. If you're the person trying to move through the gap, just remember that they have the right to say no. So don't base all your plans on that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. I hope there's not a lot of rulings like this because it's it's one where you say here's the ruling, but we encourage you to not follow this ruling can be a bit confusing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, we don't mind you not following rulings as well. Like we do all all the time we change rules. Like that's there's and nothing just outright wrong with that. cheat as well, you know, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, no, I think that's the most effective way of winning at times. <laughs> but make sure your opponent's good with it or they don't know about it. If they don't know the rules very well, yeah. Go yeah, for it. Yeah. Go for it. Do what you like. That's their problem, you know. Do you think all people understand sarcasm? I'm sure they do. I, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they do. Actually, everyone understands it. Good. No, it's all in the eyes. You got to look the person in the eyes when they're speaking to tell Good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that send the hate mail to Matt. In situations when a model can draw multiple lines of sight to large models, who gets to choose which line the shot takes? The answer is, and this is a bit of a lengthy one and a really interesting one. In these situations, the shooting model's controlling player should roll a d6 before rolling to hit. On a 1 to 3, the evil player chooses the path that the shot takes, and on a 4+, plus, the good player may choose. If their opponent is allowed to choose, the controlling player may elect to target a different model instead should the shot no longer be preferable. Note that if there are models in the way, then a path must be selected that goes through at least one model. Good models still cannot shoot at any models that are obscured by friendly models. Alright, okay, so there's a lot to sort of talk about Okay, can I, can I say something about this? Go for it. Can I say, this seems a very complex way of going through it. Um, we, we tend to play this quite differently. We usually just go, you take the maximum in the ways that there is. So you look at it, and then if I'm shooting at... It usually happens for a big model. Okay, I'm shooting at a troll. And there's three orcs in the way through one path. Now, I don't like this word path, but basically one leg, there's three orcs in front of that. And the other leg, there's two orcs in front of it. We usually say it's three in the way. So there's three models in the way maximum. You can get that. And people are usually pretty good about that. That's, that's almost how we do it at that scene. It, it would feel really bad to say, uh, I won the roll off, so I'm going to choose the path of less in the ways. That, that worries me that, that you can do that. And then the well, if you don't get your way, you can change your shot as well, I think is a bit of a worry as well. These are adding extra rules for something, which I think could have been written differently. Don't like it. 
The question I have about that last thing, good models cannot shoot at enemy models who are obscured by friendly models, but since you get to choose not to take the shot if it turns out a model was in the way after all, can you attempt to target a model that may have a good model in the way because you're not risking hitting a good model? Because yes. if it turns out yep. you would, you can go, oh, I won't take that shot. And that's exactly why they've written that. It's because you would then get to pick the path, and you would pick the path that is going to avoid the, the friendly model. But the model's so, still obscured by a good model. That's right. Like it's it's yeah. bizarre. No, it does, that, I, I do think it's a really strange interpretation. Yeah. Uh, it adds a lot without... It, sorry, it adds a lot of rules without adding a lot to the game. No, no, it's really which, poor, yeah. poor ruling for it. it. It's I see what they're trying to do, but just... Like this is one that I I don't even think needed one, and I think you just if if it really did say the the one that it's the the least advantageous for the shooter, like just yeah. given that so the one that's got the most in the ways or whatever, I, I think it's fair. Like we've taken shots where we can see a shaman, he's waving his arms around, you can see it clearly, but there's four orcs in the way. You take the shot. Like if you want to shoot the shaman, you know that's there. You take the in the ways, and you just take that to to be able to say, well, I can get to this foot through two models, I can get through this foot to four models, seems really, really gamey. It, it's, it's literally that. It's in the way. Yeah. defeats the purpose of its own rule. Yeah. If we're yeah. talking multiple paths to a model, can I declare that his nose only has one model in the way, whereas the rest of it is blocked by eight, so I can try and shoot at his nose instead of the rest of the model? Or, or his head's clear. As yeah, that's that's where I don't like mentioned it at all. minimum one in the way, though. So you've got to pick a, pick a part of the body. That has at least one in the way. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think this I think is one thing that's going to change is, afterwards. If there's going to be any circumstance where this rule is going to be actually useful, it's going to be stuff for Smaug, yeah, Mumikill, and that's probably you know, what it was intended for. It was really for big the, models, yeah, not, not, not stuff like trolls and shamans and stuff. It's stuff that you know generally has multiple ways of having. Yeah, yeah. Parts it, of it I, I, I don't yeah. mind that. Yeah, like a uh, uh, Smaug in particular or Mumark. Yeah. It's like. They're so big. <laughs> you surely are going to be able to shoot at, even if there's like twenty models that could technically be in the way. You should be able to get a shot where you, you're only having one in the way. Really, yeah, I, there, I don't mind that. There, as there much. are times when I've I've cut to come around to tables when I'm TOing tournaments, and there's an orc at the base or or a ring wraith. I think was the actual thing was there's a ring wraith kind of just in front of Smaug, and it's a clear shot to hit the ring wraith, but to shoot Smaug. Part of his tail was obscured by a building. His a little bit of his head was obscured. Isn't by tail a tree. doesn't count? Is that part of it? I think it does actually. Does it? And and like one of its legs was partially obscured by a bush, and it's like, yeah, yeah, that's an in the way according to the rules. And it's kind of like one of those, yeah, but you have a bigger target to shoot at Smaug than you have on the ring wraith. It's kind of one of yeah. those weird yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, and that's, like, that's a game mechanic. Yeah. I ju- I just think this could have been done better. Yeah, it's one of those cases where. Sure, it would be in the way if you could not hit the side of a barn from the inside. Like, if you're that bad, there isn't in the way there. Sure. What, what I actually do for this for my opponent, I, I play this, and when I'm doing shooting armies, you have to do in the ways pretty quickly because it slows the game right down. You usually don't finish the tournament games. It's usually happening in tournament games. I say, this elf can see that shaman, how many in the ways, and I ask the opponent to come around, and they just say, this model, this model, this model. Perfect. Thank you. And I just, just go that way, and I'm fine. Because if, if I'm taking a long shot, I know there's in the ways, I'm taking on that odd chance that I get through and get a wound on there. It's a long shot anyway. I might as well get, like, the opponent's going to feel pretty bad about it when they target it through the whole horde of orcs anyway. So I might as well give them some say over it. 
Yeah, usually what I'll do is I'll just nominate a number that I think is fair, and then if they say, oh, I think maybe one more is in the way, I'll say fine. Yeah, And just sure. do that. From there, <laughs> I'll yeah. take four more, and I'm still going to take the shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It That's reminds right. me of once when we were playing the Blackgate scenario, and at the end of the game, I think it was like Aragorn was on one wound and a couple of fate. There's one orc archer left, decided to take it in the way through nine models. I managed to hit, wound, and kill Aragorn, winning the game for the evil side. Well, now you go. You could have just rolled on a 50-50. You could take a path through one model. It was just one of those things, like, uh, dice yeah. or dice still. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, let, let's move on, because we were half an hour in, and we've got through the first page. Okay. Next question. Can a model back away over a prone model, or do they count as trapped? Page 41. Oh, I'm interested to see the answer to this one. The answer to this question. If the prone model is a friendly model, then it may still make way as normal. Good. If the prone model is an enemy model, you may not back away over them, as to jump over a prone model requires a jump test, which only happens in the move phase, or potentially if you are combated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never that's, mind. That's, that's, that's fine. Models are models. That's, that's good for the traps. Clarifies it a little bit more. I wish they would have one that clarified that you actually have to move an inch back as well, even though it says in the rule book. That, that comes up in my games more I, than anything else. I feel else. like that needs to be in bold, large font. Yeah, because it's in the, the rule book. book you and must that's back the one. away one inch. Yeah, because people, people go, oh, but I'll just move it backwards and forwards. That's not backing away. They just move it one millimeter You must displace the model at least one inch away from your starting position. And it's people, especially when you say to them, oh, yeah, can you move it the full inch, please? And they move it half an inch. And you're yeah. like, do you know how far an inch is? You, um, would you mind just... It's the size of a 25 millimeter it's base. One, well, it's it's one infantry more. base. Yeah, slightly uh, more. Approximately. I would not mind if someone got out an yeah. infantry base and placed it that far away. Yeah. That yeah. would be fine. I think that would be more of an issue than this one. This one, I, I guess it's an issue for someone. It's, it's not, not for our scene, but then it, it's, if it's in this, it's an issue for someone. Right, exactly. That's how we play it. That's fine. That's fine. If a player rolls to wound individually, do they have to make the decision to might the to wound rolls individually, or can they come back to the dice after they've rolled all the to wound rolls? The answer is, they must make the decision to might a to wound roll individually once another roll has been made, they cannot go back. I think we were talking about this recently, Kylie, weren't we? Yeah, this is a weird one. Just choose to roll all together, and then you get to choose the might on whatever you want. Yeah, and that's the problem. You, you can't. We you can't, can't roll together? No. You have to roll them one at a time. Might one if you want to might one, and then roll the next one. Why, if you roll why one, does it say if a player rolls to wound individually then? No. The question I have, there's, there's two ways I can see this coming up. First, you're facing two enemies. One you wound on a five, one you wound on a six. So you throw your dice one at a time at the one you wound on a five. When you roll the four, you can either burn the might now, or you can throw another dice at it. If you choose to throw another dice at it, you cannot then might the four, because you've thrown extra dice. The thing that gets to me is if I've trapped a Moomark, it's not actually trapped because it's a Moomark, but I've got 30 guys in there. I've got five heroes. I don't have enough dice to roll five heroes simultaneously. Can I roll one hero at a time, and when I get to the end, then decide where to use my might? Because I would have rolled simultaneously, because there's only one thing I can strike. I just don't have the dice for it. Does my lack of dice give me a tactical disadvantage? Okay, no, no, I think they would all count as roll at the same time. I, I think I just understood exactly what this is saying. So if you're striking out two different rolls yes, for different yes, defense values. Right, okay, okay. So you, so can't, you can't choose two, to see the results. Or two different targets, because one might be a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah hero charge. And trooper next to it might be defense right. sixes. One, right. guy, one guy does the, the axe move and, and has a lower defense. You, you don't get to choose to see what happens later on. It's, it's okay, yep. I'm going to put two attacks on this axe guy. You put your two attacks on him. You don't get then to say, hold off, I'm going to see what the third does, and then I'll go back and might those. No, you mm-hmm. choose at that point, those dice are rolled. Do you want to modify them? If no, pick up those dice, throw them in the bin like I did with my set, and then move on to the next one. Yep, that, and that's fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Oh, heated arguments. I like this. <laughs> Question. How does killing riders slash mounts interact with working out if a force is considered to be broken? 
Does killing either part of a mounted model count as a casualty? From page 51. The answer. Whilst this is a simple principle, it is fairly complicated in practice. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're in trouble now. We are. Here is how to go about tracking it. A mounted model, check, will only count as a casualty when both parts of the model have been slain. This is not usually an issue, as most mounts will flee as soon as their rider is slain. So whenever the rider is slain, a casualty will be scored. Mm-hmm. However... There are some instances when a mounted model stays upon the battlefield once the rider is slain, such as the WAG passing its courage test once its rider has been slain. In these instances, you will cause a casualty for each full model that is slain, although the mount and rider do not necessarily need to be from the same model. For example, if one WAG rider has its rider slain and the WAG stays, and another WAG rider has the WAG slain and the rider survives, this will count as one casualty, as one full WAG rider... The rider from one wag and the wag from the other has been slain. This is possibly the worst ruling in the history of the world. This is so dumb, and it goes against what's in the book. And they've just come up with some arbitrary, weird ruling about it for for what it's for wag riders basically. That's that's what it's for. Maybe the occasional fell beast, but to say that you kill half of this model and half of this model equals a whole model is such rubbish that this needs to be redone immediately. Basically. Basically, what this means is you need to keep a, def- a separate kill pile for them. So you basically will have a pile of one or two, either just wags or just riders. And then when you kill a wag, you take that model and put it over there. You put the dismounted model back into the case. Yeah, I'm not doing it's, this. It's it, it basically means you have two dead piles now. Or you bring a whiteboard and you just keep track. Every time a wag goes down, you put a track. Every time an orc goes down, you put a track, and you just read off whichever column is lower. Yeah, it's it's so pointless. Do you know what? I've been thinking about this one for a while. Matt likes it. Matt's a big fan. I've, I've been thinking about it, and I do like it. Yeah, of course I, you I don't mind it, because I think it's not actually as hard to keep track of as what you're saying. Simply put, you do have your two piles of uh, killed models. You have one pile where each model is worth one, and you have another pile where each model is worth a half, right? Pretty cool. simple. And then you have the ones that they're worth like a quarter or something like that. Like the Golgra mm, Feast. Longs? I, I think only halves, right? As long as you can tell which of your orcs are worth half and which of your orcs are worth one. If you've got orcs and wag riders in an army. Okay. Can yeah, the Golgoth Feast stick around without a rider? Yes. Although it, unlikely. Yes, it can. And then there's lots of riders there, which you'd have which to kill Which means you'd need to kill all okay. of the riders and the Golgra Feast for yeah. it to count as one. Yes. Okay. So what you would do in that case is you would only count every other orc that you kill as one that is not part of the Gorgoroth Beast, right? And you just wouldn't have to worry about it. you just got a bunch of extra orcs that don't matter. This right? means, however, if you engage Beastal Fury Man and he dismounts all his wags, those wags don't count as kills, so he can just send them in with reckless abandon. Ah, uh, Beastal Fury does not affect yeah. ridden wags the, Doesn't? Orcs. Oh, jolly good. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but look, the way we used to play this one, and I don't know what other people in the world used to do, was that basically if you physically take off a whole model... It counts as a casualty. If you leave any part of that model, it's not a casualty. So anytime you remove a model, so whether it be an orc or wag or whatever, if you picked up that model and there was nothing there left at all, you count it as a casualty. And it was a pretty simple thing to do. It wasn't complicated at all. But now to have it so that, okay, now I have to keep track of how many halves of this and, and that, it, I, I don't know. I don't think it adds a whole lot to it. I'm worried. I'm trying to think of what the current situation is or, or before this ruling. What was it? Yeah, what's that? It, it was, was, the, was the, what Jeremy just said. It's, all right, so you've the, killed so a rider. You... The wag sticks around. Have you lost a model? No. No. No, there's a model there. Right, okay. So it's the number of models on the board rather than in yeah. the casualty pile. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay. Choose, it changes the place where you're counting the models from. I see. From yeah, no, no, you, you, you take off part of my work. I, I can see why that's just as confusing as what this is, to be honest. To be fair, this this, so? this part of the rule, this you're taking whole away thing models with and putting them in your your. I'm not. Like I'm taking a, like part of a part of a model. It's the same as taking a horse. Well, it's the horse same count. As what you're doing here. If I knock, um, what's his name off his horse? Does the horse count as a casualty? I don't know. No, it doesn't. It never did. It's not confusing. Okay. There's still bits of him left. It's a Gilgalad. Right. Are you confused? I, do you, do you, do you for, look at that and go, me, oh my goodness, Gilgalad is off his horse. Is that a kill? Is Gilgalad dead? <laughs> is he dead? He's I, I just asleep. Is trying to think of the way that it interacts with the different rules with breakpoint, with quartering, right? This makes a lot more sense to me because every death counts. The, every death counted it. before. But you just said but we're the, defining horse, what's the a horse death. dies, it's not a death, right? To me, it but is. But it will right? be. Right? Or the obvious horses case are, is the wark. You've killed a wark, right? It doesn't count as anything. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I, I don't mind the fact that it counts as half a model. The horses, let's face it, they, they just still count as a, nothing, really. But it's the things that can yeah, fight I, on their own that count as something now and count as contributing to your force, but not fully to your force because it's still a cavalry model. I, to me, it just logically makes a lot more sense than it did previously. No, I don't like this idea of having multiple dead mm. piles to keep track of. I think, it's, I think it slows it right down. I've always thought that if you dismount a cavalry model, that should count for break because it's the whole dead, wounded, dismounted, missing, captured. It's from a strategical point of view, he's been disarmed. You've killed his horse. He's, you know, he's now an infantry model. Yeah, but horses. Well, yeah, and they've gone back on. The, there's a ruling later on, I think, with the 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 one where they count kills for horses depends on it as well. So, hmm. I, I, it, I don't know. Yeah, actually, that's that's another part of it, isn't it? Because now, yeah. the VPs count for something you actually well, wound, yeah. but not something but that runs not, away. That we, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But um, whereas it does count as a yeah. casualty if it runs away. So, say I dismount my wag ride and the wag pisses off. Suddenly, that's potentially half a casualty. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is it? Is it really? I don't know. Right? Can we? I think we should move on now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's agree just, to disagree, just Matt. To, yeah, just to summarize it, though. Okay, so essentially it counts as half a death towards your break or your... Potentially. Quarter. That's pretty much it. Potentially. It, it has to partner up with the other thing. Exactly. So if yeah. you kill, I don't know, a dozen wags and only two riders, it's only two casualties. So it's not half a kill. It's Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. only a kill. No, you no you're right. Yeah, yeah. But then that would still be the same case as what it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Look, Hooray I'll play, the, play the rule is. No, 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 it's it's not confusing. No, that's not it's confusing just... because it would be exactly the same as what it was. It wasn't is now. confusing before. It I'm was just to move it was along. just do ponies give a charge bonus, e.g. the extra attack and the knock to the ground. Yeah, I think from they page do. fifty-one. Answer yes. Why <laughs> this is dumb as well. Anyway, let's go to the next one. Next yes, question. Do. <laughs> do you remember the ponies used to have to do a terror test to charge a model and they didn't count as anything? Yes. yes. Those are ponies. They Those were are ponies. Not these ponies are as good as a, mo- a war horse. This is ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't like that page. I'm going to screw that one up. Let's go to these ones. Hopefully, I like these ones better. If a hero calls a heroic move, then subsequently fails their courage test to charge a terror-causing enemy, do they still get to call with me while they're shaking in fear? The answer is yes, of course. With me is irregardless of the courage test. So it doesn't matter if you are paralyzed with fear. You can still yell at your men, with me, stay paralyzed with fear, and they will charge forward. I believe there's an error here. It should not be he calls with me. It should be he calls, go get him, lads. (laughs) You take him. I'll watch. (laughs) Basically, if you want to do a heroic move, you cannot be screwed up by failing a courage test now for terror. That's all. Oh well, oh well. It's cost me games before, so I don't mind. Yeah, no. As as a person who runs Courage Two almost all the time, I'm happy with that. Next question: 
If a model is part of a heroic march or affected by a drum and then has command compel cast on it or is forced to move in any other way, does it use its base movement or the additional movement? And the answer is the model will use its base movement. So your opponent cannot benefit from might that you have used, which is probably a good thing That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. If you're controlling a model, you use their base characteristics. You don't get to use the, the advantage that they placed on it. If a model calls a heroic strike, do you roll to increase their fight value at the start of the fight phase or at the start of the model's duel? The answer is at the start of the model's okay, duel. Okay, this, this, this changes, is a big one. It changes the rules, but it also changes all the green dragon's interpretation from, from day one. So basically what it means is you cannot do the, the old mover we used to call a heroic combat in order to try and get the jump on the heroic fight. It just happens. It also makes bulging trickier. Because you used to be able to see whether their fight value went up high enough yes, to threaten yes. you before you heroic combated into them. Now you've got to wait until you engage them and then they go, aha, I've rolled a six or oops, I've rolled a one. But yeah. keep in mind that Bolg now has potentially Mighty Hero and a Warg, so Bolging has become easier than ever. This is true. <laughs> so a positive, a negative, the positive yeah, no, I'll wins. Take that. Yeah. And you still force the might out of them, so that's... Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah it, is. it just means you're probably not going to go into it. Exactly. All this means now is you're guaranteed strikes. And yes. in, a, in a way, it's kind of good because it means it's harder to kill heroes now. So it, I liked some of the old rules, like back Return of the King, where it was hard to get rid of heroes and you had to have a strong concerted effort to kill them. It used to be very quick and easy to kill heroes if you got like the roll of yeah, away, no. but now with this, at least it clears up all of the confusion that at least we've had in our community, and which I am super happy for as a TO. It, look, it actually is simpler. Oh, I, I don't mind this one because yeah. it, it does streamline the game. Yeah, and we can stop Likewise. saying we can stop saying this is how we play it, but yeah, other yeah, people yeah. play it differently. Yeah, we no, we no, all no, play no. it the it, same it's, way now. It's it's actually a good ruling. It, it's yeah. a ruling. It's a good ruling. It simplifies. It changes our tactics slightly, but we don't care about that. That's fine. Yeah, I am super happy about this rule. Yeah. Question: If a monster chooses to hurl, can it hurl from any point on its base, or only where its base touches the target model's base? Is it just me that feels like every time they say hurl that they're throwing up? Is that just an Australian Every thing? single time, yeah. Is that is that just Australian, or is that I'm the rest of the world? I'm just kind of waiting for the spew. Brutal yeah, I just power, I get that whatever. every time they go, I'm going to hurl, and I just, just where's the bucket? Like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> you spent too long on Saturday night out, well, like, and then they roll at six and go, oh, projectile, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there is a ruling as well. This is a good ruling, actually. I like this one. Answer. Only where its base touches the target model's base. Yes, they yeah. Finally. <laughs> Straight out rule change here. The this amount of times this one caught me at tournaments when they're like, I, they, they say, I'm hurling. I look at it and go, okay, you can hit maybe two models. And then no. they're like, I'm going to th- hit these six. And I'm like, how on earth can you hit those six? And they're like, I throw from this point. I'm like, Ugh. Yep. I'm, g- yep. I'm going to teleport him across my base and then hurl on a 73 degree yep. angle through yep. the maximum number of models. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm going yeah. to increase elevation by 12 degrees to try and get some fall damage on them. They're both playable. What it means is, like, hurl is, is insanely powerful. It, it is, is potentially game winning. And it means that you've got some mitigation against it when you're being mm. hurled against. And in fact, there's still more to that answer. However, the path of the throne model may not cross over any part of the hurling model's base, which yeah. means you yes. now have a 180-degree area around the hurling model as a quote-unquote blind spot. Why are you doing <laughs> blind spot there? Deploy air commas. Um, basically, the simplest way I explain this to people, because I'm, well, as people know, I'm a maths teacher and I do, do a lot of geometry, take a line, a straight line between the two circles. They're circular bases most of the time. Put it so that it's it's going right across the model. So it should be an equal distance from the models at all times. That's the area. Past that line is the area you can hurl. So that's a tangent with both bases? Yes. Uh, it's a, yeah. A, yes, correct. Yes, it's tangent. 
tangent to, to tangent both bases. directly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that means that because because it's a circular base, you can't get any other angles because you will end up going over your own base. Yeah. So as it Kylie also said, applies to barge too. By the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. As, as Kylie said, it's one hundred eighty degrees, so yeah, it's, no, it's pretty correct. easy to keep track of. That's correct. No, yeah. it, it's. I like this one. The tactical upshot means if I get to move first and I get to pin a monster, I can run one of my models around, charge it from the other side, so it can barge into my line, but at least can't hurl that one model down my line because it's in its own way. I I actually used this at um, Clash. And uh, you know what? Uh, I might talk about this in another episode. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. I think we've got a lot to get through. We we do. Okay. No, no, you're right. Good tactics. Good tactics. Next question. If a monster wins a fight, can other friendly models involved in the same fight strike the enemy model before a brutal ta- power attack is performed? So this is when someone's about to hurl a model. I'm going to do a brutal power attack, and the other one's a spearman in the fight. The captain that's standing next to him goes, let me chop him up first before you hurl him across. What's the answer here, Matt? Yes, but if the enemy model is slain by these attacks, the monster cannot then perform its brutal power attack. Interesting. Really interesting. I like this one a lot. So it means if there's Gilgalad there with lots of wounds, you might as well take a couple swings at it. You can quickly calculate it. Like, I can do a maximum of two wounds. He's got three. Let's go at him. Yeah. But then if it's a single model that you're trying to disrupt the line with, no, just throw it first. And you can also do really cheeky things too where they plan on killing your uh, model by hurling through your army. But they go, oh, I might chip off a couple of wounds, accidentally roll two six, and you go, I'm not using my fate point. Yes. Now yeah, you no, that's a good one. Or, yeah, or, yeah. or, no, no, you can't use your fate point, then use your might to lower the fate point. You could. That would be funny. That would be pointless, but yes, okay. <laughs> but you could do it just, just to I show I want to do that one yeah. time. If you have three might and you go, oh, yeah, I'll use the fate. All right, down <laughs> to a three. Perfect. <laughs> oh, what a shame. <laughs> I'm going to use two might to go up to four and then drop it back down to three again. This one. To me, most people would use their brutal power attack first and your model would get thrown through eight models and would hit a tree and would survive. And you're like, yes, that Gondorian is amazing. And then the guy would go, I'm going to take my supporting strikes. Yep. Like, he's over there. How oh, are when they say the guy, that was him? me. That's, this is my main tactic. I, I, I did this all the time. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yeah. No, it, it's good. It, it potentially adds six in complexity, but I don't think so. I think it's solid. It's, it, it's clear. I like it. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Like Beautiful it. roll. Yep. yep. Fine. Next one. If the rider of a monstrous mount uses the piercing strike special strike and wins the fight, can that model use the increased strength to alter the hurl distance as part of a brutal power attack? Page 63. No. You use a brutal power attack or resolve strikes in the normal way. This is something we're going to see yeah, lots, quite a lots, bit. Lots and lots. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Like, to be able to just say, well, I've got a piercing weapon so I can throw further. Like, that makes no I sense whatsoever. I want to slap anyone who has done this previously. Can you just see the rider, so bad. like, on a fell beast with an axe, sort of pass his axe down, and the fell beast takes it in his teeth and goes like, ah. Yeah, it just made no sense. I, I imagine it like throwing the model up like a, a ball and then using the, the axe to like strike it like a bat and then flick it across. <laughs> no. Over the monster throws the model in the air. The axe takes the model's head off. The tail of the foul beast whips up, knocks the head flying oh, through the air amazing. into a rabbit hole. Hole and, in one. And so and the game of golf was invented. <laughs> Which only works if you're fighting golf fimble or fimble. Fimble. Fimble's actually golf fimble. Yeah. Just before golf was invented. That's right. So um, the next four questions, all the same answer. It is a brutal power attack or resolve strike. So we'll, we'll just uh, read the, the questions. Maybe it should have been written that way. That would be cool. I, it would have been. The following yeah. is the answer to all questions remaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It's exactly the same. So we'll just, we'll just read the next four questions so you can see that all strikes now are just... Uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. If the rider of a monstrous mount uses the... No, it is piercing strike. Piercing strike, strike, special piercing. strike, and wins the fight. Can oh, yeah. that model use the increased strength as a part of the rend brutal power? There you go. No. So you can't use no. it for rend. You cannot use it for uh, hurl. 
Yeah, faint's the next one. Can't can't use faint on a rend. Can't faint on a rend. And you can't faint on a hurl. Can't faint on a hurl. That's it. Yep. So basically, you're making strikes as normal, as per the rule, like every other model in the game, or you're using your fancy brittle. Now, Kylie, you said that's that's the the, the biggest one. This is the most important one, actually. By far. Yeah. By far the most important one. If a monster wins a fight against an enemy model that is prone and elects to rend, does it double its attacks for the model being prone? No. You use a brutal power attack or you resolve strikes in the normal way. No mm. doubling up with a rend. Yeah, Super interesting. That's, that's weird. Like, and they say prone. Like, What about trapped? No, just prone. Just prone. Yeah. But we're just resolving prone. our strikes in the normal way, which would involve trapping or we're using a brutal yeah, power Yeah, that's attack. what I was wondering. Is that the precedent where yeah. trapping is part of normal attacks, whereas it's not part of a yes. brutal power no, attack? Yes, no, if I was, was TRing a tournament and this came up, say, either for a trapped or a prone model, you would take your end with just your three attacks. You wouldn't get to double them. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I believe the precedent for this one is the scene in the movie where they pick up Bilbo and they threaten to pull his arms off. So it clearly doesn't matter how much space he has to back up because they picked him up and they're holding him. Okay, that, that's exactly... I think, yeah, sorry, you're right. The uh, the fact that it says prone is a little bit problematic, but at the same time, it's very clear. No, you use a brutal power attack or resolve strikes in the normal yeah, way. But I, I Only strikes can be doubled. That's just going to be the answer to everything. It's going to be like, can I move a model before another one? No, you must use your brutal attacks or a normal attack. Can I fly over the lines? No, you must use your brutal power attacks. I'm lost. What? I'm just being stupid. Ah, okay. I managed to get you. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, basically, I think I think what it's saying now is that brutal attack attacks do not follow any of the rules for normal strikes. Yep. If you do it, you forego any bonuses whatsoever. So you don't get to up your strength. You don't get to reroll ones. You don't get to do any of that bonuses. You don't get yep, to... There's no weapon bonuses. No, you just nothing. do them instead. And that means rend suddenly doesn't become the auto choice it used to be. Which is great. Because yeah. before oh, yeah, it was yeah. just so automatic. It's like, yeah, I'm going to rend. You'd see people rending Moomux because they're like... That so was so hilarious. Yeah. It brought me at least three turns, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was a bit like, because I was running you know, ogres and I used to say, I was at the last one, I was saying, I'm going to rent, wait, wait a second, what's your strength? What's your defense? No, I just do normal attacks. Like, it Wasn't was. It, isn't the same? It's No, because of the prone models. I, it came up a few times. Oh, oh it actually did. Because I was wow. so, so automatically into rend, I had yeah. to like, like second guess myself. Go, wait a second. No. I Double strikes are better. Yeah, yeah, Way better. Yeah. No, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, and sometimes that's going to be the case. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. Can a model choose to barge a model less than three inches if there is a direction in which that model can be moved three inches? The answer is no. If a model that is barged can be moved three inches in any direction, then it must be. A model cannot be chosen to be barged less than three inches in a certain direction and subsequently be knocked prone unless there is no physical way for it to be moved three yep. inches in yeah, any direction. This is a great ruling. Change. Another great ruling. Yeah, I like it. Yep. Yeah, it makes fact, more sense. The previous six rulings have been really, really good. because oh, I no, found, I liked it. I just don't like the second page. Everything else has been good. I found that since the change from One Ring to Hobbit, monsters got really, really powerful, in particular flying monsters such as Moomax and stuff. Uh, sorry, Felbeast Flying Moomax! Yeah. <laughs> Felbeast and stuff. I think that these changes has brought... Toned them down a lot, back to where they kind of used to be, but still gave them utility options. They're still in, far yeah. better than what they they're used to be. They're far better than what they used to be, but they're not overpowered mm-hmm. as they used to be. Yep, yep. And yeah, yep. I think that's really, Sounds really good. important. Now, we get away from monsters here. If a model is armed with an elven blade, lance, or other similar weapon that bestows an advantage, but chooses not to use it in a duel, does that model still gain the advantage of having that weapon? So this is the the whole, like, you know how the Elven Blade lets you get better chances of winning draws? Yep. But you might be using a lance instead of the Elven Blade. Or you might be shielding. You might be shielding. Yeah. Do you still get the advantages? No, you have to use the weapon. You have to use the blade to get the advantages of the blade. 
Similarly, a model will not benefit from having an elven bait if they choose to use a shield. Specific example there. There you go. Yeah. Interesting. That, that's that's a big change, actually. I like that a, a lot because before it was just like, all right, slapping an elven blade on it, it'll do whatever. Yeah, no, you used to carry game. around an elven blade yep. just for, for looks. But now you have to have at least one model in the fight using the elven they blade. They do look yep. rather stylish, however. Oh, yeah, they're a great weapon. And you can use them one-handed or two-handed. It was basically the Rivendell Knights thing where mm-hmm. you come in on the charge and do you want to use your elven blade or your lance? Most of the time you just automatically use the lance. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's equal fight, maybe the Elven Blade is a better option and just try and get those that, wounds that, in. that was the thing, wasn't it? You essentially got the effects of both. Yeah, yeah, you did. Mm. So, which was probably a little bit unfair. Yeah. yeah. All right. Can a model carry both a pike and a shield? Yes, they pike shouldn't be. Cross- pike and a crossbow. Cross- cross- sorry, pike, pike and a crossbow. Cross- 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 let's, let's redo that entirely. Can a model carry both a pike and a crossbow? Yes. I hate this. I hate this so much. It looks so dumb. I have seen so many terrible conversions with Urukai carrying crossbows with these massive pikes on their back. It's oh, I hate the look of it. I yep. hate it when I play against it. And it almost signals to this is the person that doesn't care what their models look like. Yep. I haven't calling, seen a good job. Calling it now worst ruling in this, yeah, don't like it. In this whole don't thing. Don't like it. Four-armed yep. models. Don't like it. And I, I look, I don't like it because it's just... Uh, you've got these I, weapons I don't understand it I don't understand it because there's not a single model in the range for which that is the case that's right like what they did it I think because just the overwhelming amount of people are converted uh, that's, not a good, that's not good enough no, basically matter. peer pressure probably probably yeah. I, I think there's someone in the ears about this it's it's, uh, it's such a uh, unless like it. there's a cunning plan to release these models now and sell them to the mass market like the weird thing is you can't like a shield you can't get the benefit of a bow and a shield you can't do have both at the same time. You can't get any benefit whatsoever. But yet you can get the benefit of having a pike and a crossbow in the same guy. Like these. Whereas are... you know you could argue that you could use a shield and a bow yeah. interchangeably. How are you carrying around a crossbow and a pike? How are you actually even? I, doing I don't think that? people realize how big pikes actually are. Or crossbows for or that crossbows. matter. Crossbows. Yeah. 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 These are big things, and, and crossbows are very hard to actually load. Yeah. And, and walk around and, yeah. with their big devices, yeah. And I think I think some of the new models they've got around this with the um like the the new dwarves. I don't think you swap your shear, a spear for a crossbow. Exactly, and that's a that's spear. a better way of doing it. Yeah, and that's a spear. Yeah, no. Oh. So I'm I'm hoping this one hurts. A not not bit. a ten foot or a nine foot pike. I hope when the profiles get revisited, this gets looked at because it's it's just to see that automatic warband of yeah, everyone here's got pike crossbow. Uh, yeah, don't like it. This makes me want to rant on the GBHL page. No, no, no. Let's I'm not going away. to, Let's but them it away. makes me want to. Be nice to them. All right. If a cavalry slash monstrous mount model chooses to faint or whirl with a sword or flail, it reduces its fight value. Can the model then choose to use the fight value of its mount now that its fight value has been reduced? For example, a hunter orc on Warg elected to faint reduced its fight value by D3. Can it now use the Warg's fight value of 3 for the dual roll? Page 70. The answer to this one is no. Once you've chosen the highest fight value available, you must continue to use that fight value with any and all penalties for the duration of the fight. Yeah, clear, but I think this should just say, can a model choose to whirl? The answer is no. There is no advantage of that. Why would you ever? <laughs> because you have been stumble. stunned. That is the only time you whirl if somebody has stunned you. And had multiple enemies in contact with you. Yeah, yeah. Can you can't can you strike blows off a stun? You can, okay. but your fight one, attack one, shoot six plus. Okay, so so... I'm going to rearm all my models with flails so that when you stun them, I can have the off or chance of winning a fight with one attack on a fight one. Transfix. But then you can't strike. Uh, I'm really, I really, really bad, hope bad. World gets changed in the next edition to something similar to the Azog's World where it just lowers the fight by I, one. I love that. That's way better. Yeah. That's way better. It's just a rule that never gets used. Don't even know why I have to evacuate it. Who's using World? I used it once. <laughs> Did it work? It, it did. It, it oh. did. I remember that. It did. It was an Urukai fighting two dwarves and she got one of them. If I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Very nice. nice. Very nice. 
All right. If a model is fainting and requires a six slash four or similar to wound, sorry, I, I should be clear there, a six followed by a four or similar to wound, can they re-roll ones on both dice or just the first? Page 70. You can re-roll ones on both dice, even if you roll a one on both dice. Now, I actually thought this was always the case. It I, was. I thought it, it was, it's just not, I don't think it's as clear as you thought it was. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, it, yeah. The same thing happens with might too. So if you use a rolls. might point on the first roll, it also affects the second that, roll. That actually could be a carryover. It might have been one of the additions earlier and made that very clear, and it might not be as clear in the new one. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. I have a feeling you I think we sense. may be doing carryover rules there. Yeah. yeah, possibly. And this is meant to be clarification, not errata. So it's not meant to be new things. Well, it is sometimes. It's meant to be whatever they feel like it is, really. Pretty much, But um, yeah. I, I think it's partly because fainting as well came in after a lot of those stuff, so it may not have been covered in the book. It makes it clear. And there's a lot more of the higher defense running around as well now, so I think it's just something that comes yeah. up a lot oh, more. Oh, yeah, I think it, it would come up yeah. a lot more. Yeah, and people would ask about it, and good. If someone argues with it, you can point them to the errata. Dig it, and, dig and you know, even the reasoning is pretty solid. They're different dice. You're not rolling the yeah. same dice. Yeah, so, and yeah. you can only re-roll once on a single die. Exactly. But yeah, it is a different die. But they are different, yeah. This is one that I find a bit interesting. If a model has one hand weapon modeled onto a mounted version and a different one modeled onto a foot version, can I use either to make special strikes? The answer is no. You may only use a special strike for the weapon held by the model on the table. That's that's a funny one, isn't it? Yasnik. What about him? Has a lance when mounted and has an axe when on foot. Ooh. So he so the model itself doesn't have an axe when mounted? Correct. Huh. There you go. That's the only one I can think of. The actual where it came like that with separate ones. I'm just thinking of people replacing random Rohirrim riders of Rohan. Yeah, I think I, axes I, I have a feeling it's just because they don't want people saying, "Oh, you see this guy with a sword? He's actually got an axe." Yeah, because he had an axe before when he was yeah, on the wag, but yeah. now he's on foot, so he has a sword, and he's got a sword and an axe now. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. to raise yeah, how yeah, this. Yeah, you're right. To raise how this affects me, um, my knights of Minas Tirith, their dismounts from back before piercing strike was a thing, all had axes, just so I knew which ones were dismounts. That was how I, that's how I could tell. You Whenever I've player. played them, I've so said the these curve. guys still have swords because they're in Minas Tirith. Do they now not have swords? Correct. Correct. They have axes. Which Oops. I've... You power gamer, David. What is going on? Oops. <laughs> and I, I think the only reason they haven't gone as far as saying that you have to replace them with a model with the same weapon options is... You, that's really strange, isn't it? Because you, you can't drop war gear, but you can obtain different weapons on foot from a mounted model. It's that's odd. Bizarre. It's that's definitely bizarre. odd, yeah. That's, that's strange. So your Rivendell Knight can show up on foot with totally different... Ha, has got an axe all of a sudden as well. So he can't drop any war gear. So he's got a lance, he's got an elven blade, he's got a shield, and he's got an axe. Uh, you do drop the lance, though. Oh, you drop the lance. The lance yeah. is auto dropped. The lance is gone. He could have a banner as well. It's too heavy to use on foot. <laughs> My goodness! Unless, of course, it would it's have three or four banners, like... depending on how many of your banners. He are needs being to keep killed. the horse around just to carry all that crap. So, so obviously, this ruling is so that you just don't have to keep track of it. But yeah, still it's really, really weird, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it strange? So, this anyway. next rule is another favorite one of mine. I quite like this rule. I like if a goblin prowler traps a defense three or four model, uses their two-handed weapon as well as using the piercing spike strike special strike. Uh, that's a tongue twister. And rolls a three plus for their strength bonus. Can they automatically wound in this situation and any others like it? Does the Prater automatically wound or does a roll of one still fail? No, no. It wounds automatically, which it, it actually wounds on a one plus. So it wounds on a roll of a one, a roll of a two, a roll of a three, a roll of a four, a roll of a five, a roll of a six. Like that's, I wish that this one was just at the start of the FAQ and it said, is a, a one an automatic fail? And just said, no, it's not. There yeah, are cases. Yeah, that, that would be the simplest way to do I it. Because I feel like this is a carryover from other war games. Definitely. Possibly 100%. one which is never in Lord of the Rings. It hasn't been yeah. where people say no one always fails. And you just 
no, no, that's that's. I think it's a Warhammer Fantasy, a Warhammer Forty Thousand rule, or something, something else like that people bring RPGs. in. RPGs, a lot of different Maybe. games probably. Yeah, do no, that no, sort of a one. Fail. Yeah, crit fail. Yeah, yeah you yeah, have yeah. an armor save mechanic. It's important. This game does not have an armor save mechanic, so it's less critical. Yeah, I just it, look. It's a very odd situation, but this is the one one of the few cases where you can get there. There, there may be some others around. Not many, I'd say. Used to happen more of the ring quite a bit, actually. I'd mm. say the main benefit is mm. might. So if a one was always a fail, then yeah, you know. yeah, no, you're right, you're right, because yeah. you can might up a one. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel this could have been just future proof it a little bit more and just say that is the question is a one. Always a fail. Is a six always a success? No. It does set a precedent, though. So, I mean, um, yeah, it's yeah, still it's, the same it does, deal. It does. But you're but right. It's, it's more clearly would be better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If a model with a spear is in range of a banner, but the model they are supporting is not, can I re-roll the spear supporter's dice? Yes. Which is interesting because it's not part of the combat, but... It's yes. not part of the combat, but, but yeah, it's contributing yeah. an yeah. attack now. Yeah. Oh, well, so. it's clear. Yeah. It's At least, yeah. They Okay, so they've gone out of their way to say, no, the spear's not part of the combat. Yes, they can re-roll for a banner. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Two different two different ideas, but that's all fine. Another banner one. If an enemy model is involved in a fight within three inches of my banner, but my model is not, can I... I like this, how it's going to, like, first person all of a sudden. Can I re-roll a single die for the dual roll for the fight being within three inches of my banner? Page 72. No, only friendly models that are themselves within range of a banner may benefit from its effects. Oh, 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 this makes a difference. How this so? makes a difference. I believe beforehand it would have been as long as you had one friendly model in range of the banner, all models in the fight on your side benefited from it. Now it's specifically the models that are no, no, in no, range no, no, of the no, banner. No, 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 it's, it's okay. The fight is in range of my banner, but none of my models are in range of my banner. Yes, but what Matt's saying is, if Look I have answer. three of my models and only one of them is in range of my banner, yes, that answer means... But that's not answering H. the question that's asked. No, it's not, but no. it is adding to it, isn't it? <laughs> that's oh, no, that's <laughs> really bad. Okay, so even enemy models involved in the fight. Okay, so the, the enemy model's within three inches of the banner. Let's set a precedent on this question. So the enemy model is within three inches of the banner, but my model is not. It is not in range of the banner. Can I re-roll a dice? No. But then it answers a different question, saying only friendly models that themselves are in range of a banner may benefit from its effects. That's you know what that I'm saying. Question that I didn't ask. That you I feel like you're adding something in there that's not there, no. though. I It'll... think it's just a badly written answer. I, I hope you're right because it was. Yeah, it I, would be. Mu- like, I th- I that changes no. it completely. That actually makes yeah. banners a lot less effective. I, as well. I think. I yeah. think you're reading a badly written answer. Okay. The we- thing is, I I was thinking about that as well with the previous question with the spear support. It says the same thing. Uh, only the spear support model would benefit from it. If because you it's the it. only model in range. Yeah, if a model with a spear is in range of a banner, but the model they are supporting is not, can I re-roll the spear supporter's dice? Yes, yes but you could... Not, is the banner in range of the But combat. it does not say at that point, can I... It doesn't say whether or not you can roll any of the other ones. Exactly. It That's doesn't. what I'm saying. No, but that I feel that that one's designed to ask... If a combat has only the spear support model in range of the banner, can a model from that combat re-roll a die? I, and I feel that the next one is to say that if, if no one is in range of the banner, I think both of them are written in a way which creates confusion, which is why we're talking about yeah, it now. Yeah, I think that's the but problem. But I think I you're think... reading too much into it. All right, so I might have to go back and look at the actual rule for banners, and that yeah. might clear that up a bit. But, uh, yeah. Okay. In Year 12, we covered this. When answering a question, there are two parts. There's the ratio decidendi. That's the reason for the... Dis- it's what you're saying, this is the answer. The answer is no. Then there is the obiter dictum. That's the statement made by the way. Here he's saying only friendly models, and he goes on to talk about that. So this is, they've declared no. In this case, the answer is no. And then they're giving a however. 
if you asked this other question, this is what the answer would have been. So the question has not yet been asked, but when it will be asked, they've given their answer in advance. Uh, I like it how we delay from that reading this. So if you draw a Venn diagram with the spear supporters one, you have the spear support on one side of the diagram and you have the other models in the other side of the diagram. What we don't know is when one (laughs) included and one's one's not included. So we have our A prime, we have our B prime, but we don't have our union. Which is why we need to throw an Excel spreadsheet together and create some maths. (laughs) I'm sure this is all going to be edited out. I hope so. But basically, uh, yeah, I think reading into answers is a bit of a worry. This this really like just looking at the banner rules again. It's not even clear there either. Yeah, like I, I, I think I, we just continue as we were. But just I have I have real problems with like answering a question that hasn't been asked. Yeah, so no, if, totally. if the ruling answers the question that's not been asked, I'm edging it's on the clearly, side of it's bad writing yeah, rather it, than it's otherwise. It's clearly accidental. I think. Yeah, I don't. I, think, I don't think that's a fair precedent to say that. Yeah, yeah. we we can't assume that the rule rule. <laughs> The rule judges here are just being a bit sly and just slipping that in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, a like, hidden answer. But, but we yeah. assumed that for the ones and never a auto fail. Can we assume that here? No, that was we were we were no, actually that, saying that was not written well either. Not, there's nowhere in the book where it's written that one is an automatic fail. People yeah. are, people are bringing that from other systems. Where this one, we're saying only friendly models with themselves are in range of the battle may benefit from its effects. We worry that that part is answering a different question than what was asked. It's, it's okay. clear what it says, but it's not answering the question that it says. So if I was marking this FAQ um, as a report, mm. they wouldn't get marks for that question because they're answering a different question. Yep. They've got a straight out zero on that one. Yep. It's a really poor effort. Definitely could be improved. Let's move on to the next question. If a model wearing the one ring is involved in a combat, can that combat be targeted with a shooting attack? Page 73. The answer is only if there is another model on the same side as the ring bearer involved in the same fight. However, the ring bearer himself can never be hit. So, I like yeah, that. I don't oh, mind that. That makes a lot of sense. I don't mind that. I was worried about that when you were reading. I thought, oh, no. Oh, no. Here oh, we go. No. Shoot at him. No, no, no. no. Fine. It's all, all the uh, the evil model shooting is seeing is uh, one of his friends just dancing around yeah. looking like a fool. So, yeah. And also, potentially, I don't know, we talked about how this one, um, for things like in the ways and all that sort of stuff, I think it's pretty safe to say in shooting, just pretend the ring bearer is not there. And yes. Just, just, just go yeah. for it. Just ignore it entirely and, and you can't go too far wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can a model with the command compel magic power use it to make a model that is already engaged in combat drop an object? So, like, I don't know, drop a drop prize the belt from season or, prize. Oh, hey, that's even better. No, no, you can't just drop objects. Don't most objects drop when you get engaged in combat anyway? Heavy objects. Heavy objects do. Uh, okay. Yep. Sometimes yeah. light objects you hold onto, and I. Right. I was sure I was thinking bombs, siege engines, that sort of thing. Light object if they're in combat. Sorry. No, no, that's no, what it says you can't. You can cause a compelled model to drop a light object if they're not in combat. Yes. Yes. That well, this one, it only rules it if they're in combat. So if they're in combat, they're, they're not dropping it. No. They're a bit busy both resisting the effects of the spell and fighting off someone else at the same time. They don't have time to reach yeah. into their pocket and drop whatever they're But in holding. fairness, if they've been compelled and they're... I don't know why it's compel. Like it feels like the um, if they're already in combat, why would you can be compelling them anyway? Well, exactly for that reason. To transfix that them. Oh, I got you, got you, got you. So you include yeah. the movement. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, just transfix them. Or you charge the model and then forgot that, and you're yeah. like, no, oh, no, I see that. I, I see that. that yep, yep. No, it's clear. 
Good. Can a model that is the victim of either the command compel or immobilize transfix magical powers call heroic actions, use magical powers, call stand fast, use special strikes, or perform any similar action that required them to be free to move? Now, Matt, you know that stand fast has an exclamation point, so it's actually stand fast! Stand fast! No to, no all. to all. No. No. Can't no. do any of those things. Now, I'm guilty of this. I'm putting my hand up. You, as early as two weeks ago, you are the worst. I did in fact shield with Gilgalad while he was transfix. Mia Culpa, I'm so sorry to Jade, who I doubt is listening, but uh, yeah, I did that. I completely forgot about it. Michael pointed it out to me afterwards. I'm like, yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So any anything where it seems like you'd be doing some kind of actual action, can't do it. Yeah. Look, I can see, I understand there is grey areas here and people always debate things like, uh, basically, the best, you have to actually picture, picture the model, what it actually has to do. Um, things like backing away become a bit of an issue and that sort of stuff. Is that passive or um, or choice? I like to say it's passive because you just been pushed back by the fight. But Because yeah, um, when the guy in front of you steps back, he runs into you, you've got, you yeah, either you step get... backwards or you fall backwards. You're going backwards. Yeah. So In fact, it actually says in the transfix and compiler rules that... The one move you're allowed to make whilst yep. you are transfixed is back away one inch. Yep, yep. So there, there we go. But things like blowing Boromir's horn, even though people say it automatically up, happens. Up, up, up. There is an FAQ for that. Is it literally two times? Is it okay? Yes. Oh, how exciting! I'm, but it's two, two away. I'll do the other one. Okay, I'll get rid of this because I want to hear the Boromir one. Can a model that is victim of either the command compel or immobilized transfix magic power use might, will, or fate to modify dice rolls, resist magic powers, and/or prevent wounds? Yes, they can, with the idea is that this is not something that they're actively choosing to do. It's just, like, uh, fate taking care of it, taking care of them, or whatever. It's it's interesting, but the character itself is not doing it. You, as the the overlord of the battle, is doing it. So, Aragon doesn't have to physically reach into his backpack and Until rummage around looking might. for his might point. He's like, I left it here somewhere. If I could only move faster, I could find it. No, he's just generally mighty. But even even use fate. Like, to say you transfix, you can't use your fate to avoid it. Um, yeah. So heroic stats. I yes. Think. Heroic but then, stats can be used. But then also fury, which I guess you could argue that that is a part of another model's effect and not that model's effect. So they aren't oh, actively doing passive, anything. passive, not active. Yeah. As we'll get into. Oh, I see what you say. I keep thinking. Prevent what, what, wounds. Why would they prevent, need to pass courage? Yeah, yeah, Prevent. Yeah, yeah. No, I've got no problem with them preventing wounds. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, that's, I, I think that that's a passive thing. You don't choose or not whether to use that. All right, let, let's... Get a weird example here, just for a second to see if this passes the listener's weird, test. You ready? I'm weird. Knight of Umbar, combat mimicry. You are transfixed. I can answer that with the next FAQ. Okay, go ahead. Go. Oh, I like this. The rules for immobilize and transfix no longer state that the victim can do nothing further that turn. How does this affect the shielding rule or rumor swift parry? What about Boromir's Horn of Gondor? Trademark. Trademark. Answer. The best way to resolve this is to work out if the special rule is an active ability i.e. would the user require to physically move their body or have control over their functions, such as blowing a horn or parrying a blow, or a passive ability, i.e. would not require the user to move as the ability is always in effect, such as being terrifying or having a huge blubbery mass. If a model is under the effects of a mobilizer transfix, they may not use active abilities such as Swift Parry or Horn of Gondor. However, they may still use passive abilities such as Terror or Harbinger of Evil. So what you're arguing is the Knight of Umbar's mimicry is an active ability because he's actively choosing to mimic Correct. the fight. Whereas it doesn't automatically happen. You can choose to use it at the start of the fight phase and say, Correct. hey, I'm mimicking your attacks. 
So exhaustion spells, do we see them as something the wizard is actively putting magic into or something that is just hanging around? Like some people, you talk to them about fury and they're like, nah, my shaman, he's dancing, he's singing, he's, you know, summoning dark Are you talking powers. about powers that have already been enacted before the transfix yes, occurs? they're hanging around. I think they're passive all the I think they're passive. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a blinding light, for example. Exhaustion powers are passive. Okay. They're, they've cast a spell, the magic is flowing around them, it is already up. Yeah. Is, is my six-inch foresight bubble passive? Passive. Or do I have to f- actually be able to tell people about this? What's a foresight bubble? Uh, Malbeth. 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 I would say that's that a fury a... thing. Yeah, no, no, that's passive. That's Prevent passive. wounds. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what David's saying because the story behind it is that he can predict fate and all this sort of stuff. So you think he might actively have to say, "Watch someone! I predict you're about to get an arrow in your head." Soldier three, says, duck. Soldier five, two steps forward. I, Soldier I like, seven. I like to. I like to take it. As- one more step further, like before the battle, he goes up to each soldier and goes, Sir, at one point in the battle, there is going to be a black hawk that crosses your path. <laughs> a troll is going to be lumbering in the distance. An orc with a two-handed axe is going to be running at you, barreling down straight at you, looking you in the eyes. At this moment, you are going to duck. Roll forward, stand up, and stab to your left. You will survive. So Melbeth, because he made like one prediction in the appendix of the whole book, has this insane magic that's greater than anything <laughs> else in Middle Earth. I like this character. Yeah. I'm going to play him more often. Yeah. There's there's an episode of a TV show that has time travel, and there's this one part. They meet this kid, and then like 20 years later, it shows you on this battlefield, and he's flipped his watch out, and he's staring at it. And then when it hits the exact thing, he grabs the guy next to him and dives sideways as the artillery shell comes down. That's what we're talking about here. Man, Melbeth is so good. Time Lord. All right. Before we move on to the next question, because we do need to keep moving on, I am going to go through every special rule. I'm going to write down whether I think it's active or passive. I'm going to post it on the Facebook page. That is happening. We'll see if people agree or disagree. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be fun. What do you reckon? You I'm know we're going to get to this. Yeah, no, I'm I doing am this. Holding you to this. You know that we're going to post this episode with like a picture of one of my models, and all the comments are going to be entirely on how much they like my model. No rather one's going to look the at content. the comments. You're <laughs> no right. yeah, yeah. Do this. Feel free to do this, Matt, but I don't yeah. think that's what people do. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> you do it anyway. <laughs> I think it would actually be a good reference. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Maybe we debate it next episode. That'd be fun. Hmm. If I was really bored and need to sleep. The channeled versions of Chill Soul and Panic Steed affect models beyond the original target. Can these other models attempt to resist the spell? Page 79. Mm. Yes, but only one model may attempt to resist the spell. I thought this was pretty clear in the rulebook. I thought it was pretty clear in the rulebook. Yeah. Dumb no, people like to argue in, dumb Probably things. not in channeled version. It's probably in the original version, so they probably didn't repeat what it said, so they probably someone's gone, wait a second, but I've channeled it. Does it say in the channeled version? Okay, yeah. There's no, probably no. something along those lines. I, I thought it but said if a spell has a range, then one model yeah. in the range can... Whatever, you but know. The idea prob- is these were spells that in their initial form didn't have a bubble, so yeah. it affected yes. one model, you resolved, and then on the channeled it said something like... As well as, so the spell's already assumed to have gone off. So it could be something that like Nature's Wrath includes in the Nature's Wrath rule, rather than not in the general rule. Right, yeah, okay. So they're just specifying. Yeah, I, thought, yeah. I thought it was obvious. It's a nice matter. change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. If it's a change. Yeah. If it's not a change, it's a nice... Clarification. Uh, clarification. Mm. Can the Strength 7 hit inflicted by the channeled version of the magical power, Your Staff is Broken, affect any other... Mo- did you like the exclamation? Oh, I did. There it is. I still like that. Broken! Affect any other models apart from Gandalf, TM, the Grey, slash Gandalf the White, not TM, Saruman the White, not TM, and Radagast, TM, the Brown, not TM. 
<laughs> Man, this is so stupid. Uh, the answer is only models that are armed with a staff can be affected. By I so did not know there was a channeled version of your staff is broken. It has never come up in any of my games because I don't bring my staff to games very often. And there's what, like three models with that spell? Yeah, so, I've never seen, I did not even realize that channel coming version. up against something that has a staff in the, the what, what I want to know is like does Flowey count as having a staff? Yes, it is a staff. Oh, okay. You can shatter cool. it. You can hit Whatever him. Strength seven hit. Ooh, the only ooh. times where I've ever heard Only of once people... though, because once the staff is gone, you can't shatter it. Because you don't have a staff anymore. Do <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Can't you just arm it with hand weapon? Isn't a staff a hand weapon? Yes, that's weapon. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've modeled your Citadel Guard with staff weapons, you can hit them with channeled your staff is broken. It's this is one of the weirdest spells. I don't know why they didn't just say staff of power and be done with it. Just save yeah, everyone yeah. some time. The mm-hmm. only thing I know where this would be a problem is I know a couple of people who their tactic for dealing with Grimmer is to channel strength seven hits at him because they break his staff and his staff explodes in his face and kills him even though he doesn't have a staff, but it still explodes in his face and kills him. Grimmer Wormtongue. Yes. Yeah, Grimmy, you can't target him with shooting attacks or strike blows at him in combat, but you can cast uh, magic. Yeah, power, yeah, but I don't know cast... why they don't sorcerers blast him. It can you just cast really your staff weird. is broken on a model that doesn't have a staff? You used to be able to, now you uh, cannot. That's what this is saying. Now it's you more, cannot. It's more, it's so, more for the fact. So the only reason to do it before is it. If you channel it, it's a strength seven. Hit. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. No, I can see that. Like, like someone, someone might be an idiot and try and do it on something like Alfred or whatever, and just say, "I want to uh, delete a small model that's really powerful." Or you're looking at a banner bearer, which they thought you couldn't get, so there's no one next to it, and you go, "That banner looks sort of staff-like," and you're like, Bam, "Okay, blow it I up. can." Wow. wow. Maybe, maybe you're only down to your free will, but you still got a couple of might points left, and you go, "Right, staff is broken is a little bit easier to cast than." Uh, no, wait, that'd be black. No, it's dark. not. Then Sorceress Blast. It yeah. is. It is. It's a four plus. Uh, the only good model that has your staff is broken is. Um, ah, you're right. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Any cast on a four plus. No, there's a good yeah, model. Yeah, there's a good it's model behind. Yeah. There's a good model behind the model you're aiming at, so you can't knock him backwards. Well, it's a strength seven hit instead of strength five, either way. So. Yeah, it's but you could use his might to plus one the All right, uh, we're, we're getting way thing. too far into this. Yeah, yeah no, You can't do that on a model that doesn't have a staff. What the a only application power. was a Grimer. Okay, okay. Can a model who has failed a courage test to charge a terrifying enemy do anything further that round other than fight in combat if charged? Example, or e.g. shoot or provide spear support to a friendly model, page 83. Yes. They can. They can do that. Interesting. Provide spear which, support, I find, is the most interesting which one. Which is interesting because in the rule book under the courage section, it actually says... No, you can't. Yeah, yeah, no. This is this is mixing in the FAQs of the errata, so they've they've changed that up. That's look. It's probably easy to market then because we used to like spin models around and put little tokens next to them to say they failed the courage test. It gets rid of that, but strange. I yeah. ended up um, having this exact thing happen to me at Clash, and I shot and killed a model with my uh, elf that failed a courage test. So wet his pants, but still shot a model. Fair yeah, enough. Exactly. No, okay. The idea is he's trying to save face. He's like, no, I'm not failing to charge. I just found something else to do that was <laughs> yeah, more important. It. Yeah, he goes, yeah. oh, big scary fell beast. I'm gonna just shoot this orc over there. All right, there we go. That's okay. better. In the Lords of ba- why are you playing the Lords of Battle scenario? In the Lords of Battle scenario, if you choose to play it, if a cavalry mount suffers a wound but the rider is unharmed. Does the opposing player gain a victory point for inflicting a wound on the mount? Now, this one, they're just going right back on their word. Because in the last FAQ, they said, yes, of course you do. Killing a horse is all good. Yes. However, if the mount if the mount flees aboard as a result of their rider being killed, you don't get the victory points. So what that means is in combat, people are doing this. I'm going to do my first attack on the horse. Horse is dead. Okay. My next attack goes on the rider. Because if you did the opposite way, you only get one victory point. But if you attack the horse first, you get two what a dumb scenario. The thing that always 
Have they? Hold on. Have they gone back on this? Yeah. Isn't this yeah. The way yeah. It used to, used to be. If, it, if they fleed, you got victory points. Yeah. Oh. So literally, oh. you got points no. every you horse. Always there got was, two points. There was okay. two ways to interpret it last time. There was the one where if the horse was dead, it gave a wound. The other one, the strict wording of the question was, if the horse is slain, but the rider is not, it scores a victory point. I, I swear I remember people striking at horses going, oh, this, i got to get the victory point here. Was that... The, maybe, maybe. Was but, that one before the last no, one? It could be. It, that could was, be. it was down to interpretation. It just depended on how you read it. All right, well, at least it's clear now. Anyway, I, I think it's, it's, it's dumb silly. that you can yeah. basically get the same effect, same result of the action and get double the victory points for it depending on your order you roll your dice. That doesn't, doesn't scream a good scenario to me. Yeah, I, I don't think a mount model should ever grant BPs. Yeah, I, I, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's, you should not... Like because it flees as soon as you do that, you should should always get the opportunity to get those points. Like if I go with surround a cavalry model, if I choose to strike the rider first, I'm only getting one victory point, no matter how many spare attacks I've got, because it just fleed. Can I make this conversation even more confusing? You can do Please. that. Please, Please do. If an enemy model flees the board, do I still get the victory points for it? Yes, models that flee the board are removed as casualties. Nice. <laughs> Unless right, so, they okay. fled yeah. because they had zero attacks. That's, so they've just you know. directly contradicted themselves the very next Well, it's, okay. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, I think yeah. that was more intent to the um, the leader kill victory points, but uh, yes, I, I mean, do. this was always the case. It's, it's You'd so have to be funny. The first rule? I like it. I love it. It's contradictory. Maybe the mount is not technically a model until they arrive on the board without their I rider. So. I think that's the only thing you can say that doesn't contradict it. So I don't know if it directly contradicts it, but yeah, yeah. The Simple first answer. rule of Lords of Battle. We do not play Lords of Battle. <laughs> play Domination instead. If you're all Lords of Battle, choose Domination. There's your answer. Are Orcrist wounds and other doubling wounds like Thryden's Mighty Blow, the best one ever, or Dunehir's Go for the Eyes? Dunehir, he sucks. Multiply before Fury Rolls are made. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Can I have a point on this one? The White Sword specifies that it happens after fate rolls. You and your white Does sword. that make it different from all these other ones that specify that they happen before fate rolls? Other doubling wounds like this and this. But So is it like them or yeah. not? Yeah. Because it specifies yeah. that it's is like David's them. argument is that it's the only one that the, the, the order is specified to be different. And yeah, I, I have a so feeling that David's the only the person... The sword that uses happens it. before fury, but after fate. Got it. I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's what's said. Yeah, I, I can live with that. It's, it makes it slightly better. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have a feeling that the, that that's one they've just missed entirely because yeah, I don't I, think it gets played a lot other than David, who runs three in every army list. Last tournament, I fought three of them across the field. Yeah, because they all copied you. Destroyed their three. Yeah, no one else the is going to take them again. I saw how bad they were. I mean, I've used one. It was okay. Yeah, no, yeah. they're okay. But they're I, I just think they're not a model that's used enough for people to notice. Yeah, you're probably right. And yeah, yeah there's some assumptions. When Biffa the Dwarf is reduced to one wound, his battle damage rule is activated. If he is subsequently healed by Renew, Healing Herbs, my favourite, etc., does he continue to gain the benefits of this rule? No. Once he's healed up, he doesn't gain the benefit. This is the one that's not the armoured one, it's the original one, where he's, once he's down to one wound, he gets to do free heroic actions. Yes. Right. How, how does the newer one work? The newer one, you... Ah, uh, Biffa, no. Biffa walks up to Biffa and yanks his... No, he headbutts, headbutts people. Headbutts people. Headbutts people, that's it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, and he doesn't need to drop a wound to do that? No, no. No, the other one changes now. The first one is basically passive. You don't really get to control over when it is. So the enemy chooses to... It, it never occurs because no one ever puts one wound on yeah, it. You, you put all the wounds or none. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's one of those ones that occurs so infrequently, it's, it's ridiculous. I had it happen to me at Clash. Yeah, how often? Out of six games. Once. Okay, there we go. There we go. You played them every single game. You got it once. It it, it gets avoided. It still happened. Yeah, it did. 
I did. But um, but yeah, if you heal, don't get it. All right, fair enough. Don't heal him. Can Bomber the Dwarf's Raising Spirits be used if he has already been charged that turn? Page 170? No. no. Pretty simple. Part of Can't movement. do that when in combat. That's the one he has to be in base contact, doesn't he? Yes. 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 Gotcha. Does Lindia's Wise Counsel special rule affect all four Elrond TM profiles? Page 177. Yes, yes. it does. Ooh. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. Does it only affect Elrond's <laughs> that have TM in them, or does it affect Elrond's? Oh, no. Here we go again. How many Elrond TMs are there, though? I like, if there's only there's four, four, I don't, I don't think there's even one. Four of them. I do not think there's four Elrond TMs. <laughs> but they've said there is. Does that mean we can take four Elrond TMs in game? Cause and if there aren't is four, Elrond does that mean TM we get to make rules Elrond for the ones that aren't characters? There? Are they different characters? What about Elrond registered or trademarked? Or copyrighted? Do you think the person who, who Peyton, said trendy. that they have to put the trademark after a certain list of characters enjoys their job? No. Do you think they like this? Do you think they like going and saying, you know what, this is a very nice document. Throw it 300 TMs here and there and just make it that extra special document. The word count. It's not sufficient. Add the TMs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that person is not the happiest. Just to make it clear, just to make it our one of our four listeners who's listened to what I said there and is actually going to argue that, please don't. I'm actually joking. That's that's an entire joke. That four Elrond profiles are clearly referring to the Elrond profiles without the trademarks. And please, Pajama Elrond for the win. Please do see our disclaimer at the end of the podcast as well. Pajama Elrond. The one that Pajama Elrond, Kylie. And what does he do with Lindia? Wrath of Buren free. All free over well. everyone's faces. Wrath of Buren. Yep. Boom. Yep. Okay, well, in all honesty, we, we've totally missed the point of that. Yes, the Lindia's... Wise counsel can affect all Elrons. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's great. Even combat Elrond, you know, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the Elrons. Why not? He's not not saying. Oh, I don't know. You're wearing your pajamas. I really don't want to give you any counsel. <laughs> 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 no, I've clocked. I've clocked off for the day. Where, you know, it's clearly it. it's clearly yeah. you know eight o'clock at night. Elrond's in his pajamas. It's you know, no, I'm done. <laughs> Nine to five. That's it. If Azog is rolling to wound against a defense three hero and has used his two handed weapon, does he wound on a three plus? Or a 2+. plus, He will wound on a 2+. plus. They've changed this. Yep, this was a direct change from the yep. previous one where they said it's always 3+. plus. Yep. No, obviously, if you use a two-handed weapon, you add Which one. Which is specifically no. a flail now, isn't it? Because he doesn't but have yeah, a two-handed weapon. Isn't, yes. It specifies, however, a defense 3 hero. Since his strength 5, he would normally be wounding them on 3s. If he uses his two-handed weapon, it would go to a 2. So he could wound them on a 2 without his special rule. I think what this is asking is... Does he wound them on a two, or does his special rule kick in and force you to wound on a three plus? Yeah, go, yeah, and I think this is what we originally thought when it came out. It was our opinions were contradicted with the previous rule, which said it was always a three plus. But if with the two handed weapon you could oh. get it lower, yeah, instead of using the special rule, then it would yep. be a two plus. I actually think I agree with David here. I think the what it's saying here is. If your normal wounding is better against a hero than the special rule of three plus on heroes, you can choose to just go normal and ignore the hero rule. Yeah, so it's is, actually the same yeah. as Andrew. No, no, I, I understand yeah. now. The Matrix, I can see it. I'm, I'm actually going to say as well, is rolling against a defense three or less hero in case yeah, they strike. Would be nice if they'd said or that. Or some of yeah. those Hobbit heroes come up and they're like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, what, what's Fatty? What's his defense? Three. Oh, okay. So is there any one defense two? Lobelia. Lobelia's defense. Or any right. piercing striking piercing hero heroes. with defense four yeah, or less. Yeah, goblin captain or something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, sure. absolutely. Can Azog use his might points to improve his to wound rolls against heroes? Yes. yes. That's good. I think that one might have been a contradiction as well. Yeah, it's still a strike, so... Yep, no, I thought it was a good. reneg on an old rule. I think, I think so. I think they, they might have at one Possibly, point. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, because it... 
yeah. For a while, Azog was the best, then he wasn't quite the best, now he's the best again. Uh, in the middle, in the middle. Because he doesn't have that free two-handed weapon anymore. So. No, that that is, uh, yeah. It means it's, it's a big deal. It's actually yeah. a lot harder to kill troops yeah, now. Yeah, but his points yeah. got decreased, so it's kind of a mid yeah. point. What does the Goblin King's Throne Goblin count as? Can he move and throw it? If so, how far? Is it a shooty attack, so therefore affected by cast Binding Light or Pall of Darkness? Page 188. So it says, Treat as a throwing weapon that can only be used in the shoot phase. It will still be affected by Blinding Light and Power of Darkness. So basically, you can do it as you move. It's a throwing weapon. Yep. So you can move, yep. you can pick something up, and then throw it in the shoot phase. Yep. Yep, I don't mind that. And it basically means it's a throwing weapon, but you can't do it as you charge. Right. And the only way to not get it, I think his shoot value is 5 plus anyway, isn't it? So the only way you can not get it is if stand you actually still. stand still and pick yeah. up a goblin, which mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to do I, that I, very I think often. people used to argue that you had to stand still to do it. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. Yeah. They, they said it was like a throw stone or something like that. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So that it's, it's much better now. Um, did you hear Andrew Coleman knock down a fell beast? Did he actually get the... He got it. He, oh, got nice. it. he rolled the okay. natural six, knocked the ring wraith off the fell beast. Natural six as well. Natural oh, six, brilliant. Yeah. He was talking about saying, yeah, I'm no. going to mine it up. He told whatever. everyone in the whole tournament that was his plan, except for yeah. the person who was about to play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Can a Felwag charge a partially obscured model wearing an elven cloak that is more than six inches away? Of course it can. Of course it can. Of course it can. It's, it's just a line of sight. That's the only thing that it affects. Yeah, no, no. I've used this so many times that I probably would have a small tear if it changed it. So that's the end of this episode. We'll have another episode shortly that will cover the rest of the Sourcebook FAQs and also the There and Back Again FAQs. So thanks for listening. And remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.